Hey, thanks. It's just the husband of the year. Sure. Last night at about 10 o'clock, I got a text from a friend saying, happy anniversary for you guys for tomorrow. And I said, oh, Mel, did you know it's our anniversary tomorrow? Let's just say she did and um, happy anniversary, I I will get you something, we will, is there anything good up here? (laughs) Praise God. Um, Right, 12 years, so that's, it's, it's been a while, it's good, we're starting to figure each other out, slowly, slowly. You've done well sticking with me, thank you. Um, hey, so just uh, as we go through this Away in a Manger series, uh, we've, we've got these really, really cool clips uh, to that, that go along with it. And, and I'm just loving um, how we are able to almost like bring the reality or at least someone's idea of what it was really like back then as we read the scriptures and stuff. I remember when I was a little boy, I'd read and I just would wish there was a video. I remember just wishing there was a video of it and like to be able to see it and... And this is uh, probably the next best thing. So we're just going to turn our attention and and watch Mary. Today we're going to have a discussion about Mary. But let's just turn our attention to the screen. It's okay. You can come in. He won't bite. He's just a small baby. A little shy? (laughs) That's okay. I am too. Your friends left in such a rush to go tell the world. I think that's how they put it. And what a thing to tell. Did you know an angel visited me too? It's true. And he said that my boy would be great. The son of God. He said that he would be the king of angels, the king of all. Do you think that they'll understand? Do you think that they'll come to worship him? Will they accept him? Just look around us. It's not exactly a palace, is it? Noisy animals. Hey, out of all things for a bed. And that stench for everything that he is. Maybe this isn't enough. I find myself just watching. adoring him. I thought I knew what love was. Until he came along. My mother gave this blanket to me when I was just a little girl. A gift of love. I wore it out. When we were preparing for the trip to Bethlehem, I told Joseph I wanted to bring it. No, he said. 
We must pack light. I brought it anyway. The baby needs a blanket. Yes, they will come. The faithful. How could they not? He was born the king of angels. He will be great and mighty. He is all this and more. But when you go tell my young friend, be sure, be sure to tell them that he is an incredible gift of love. I'm just going to read uh, Luke's account of of Mary, um, and, and you got to get like this 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 woman. She's 17 years old when the angel came. Historians tell us that they think she was about 17 years old. You know, if you sort of ever thinking maybe I'm too young to be used by God, or just before this uh, before this account, they they talk uh, the angel visits Mary's cousin who's passed the change in life and 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 has it and, and and god uses her and, and her husband miraculously so if you ever want thinking you're too old to be used by god it's like he's just got two extremes here it's like yeah you know what we call up the prime and god's like yeah no i've got no time for that <laughs> he's like maybe i don't know maybe he just wanted to make an example right at the start so I just want to read uh, just Luke's account of, of, of the birth of Jesus. Uh, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, I'm not actually talking about the birth, but the, this first encounter, I really want to bring out a point here uh, with this morning. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel since uh, since i'm a virgin the angel answered the holy spirit will come on you and the power of the most high will overshadow you so the holy one so the holy one to be born will be called the son of god even elizabeth your relative who is going to have a child in her old age um in her old age and who she was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month for no word of god will ever fail i am the lord's servant mary answered May your word to me be fulfilled. And the angel left. You got this woman who, and then, and then we, we know the rest of the story. She, ha, the Holy Spirit impregnated her supernaturally. And nine months later, the baby was born. The nine months later, Jesus went through the human process. But you've got this girl 
this, this young woman who was living with a full revelation of the capacity of God. She was living with a full understanding of the power of God. She was aware that there was angelic forces that worked on his behalf for her. He was aware that he could do the impossible, that he could make an old infertile couple, uh, he could make them a fruitful vine. He knew that he could bypass nature and, and cause a conception immaculately. She was, she, she was in this full, she, was, she might have been young, but she learned quick. You can imagine that would have been a very educational period for her, where she started to understand the gravity of who God was. And then she comes into experiences like going to a place and having no, not even been able to get a room at a hotel, not even, not even been able to get a bed. Now, we went to, this happened to us a little while ago, and we had to go and camp out in the desert. We know how it felt being on the road for a week and then not being able to get a room and having to go and camp in the desert. And then, so this is Mary who's got like this tremendous revelation of the capacity of God. Now is confronted with circumstances that say, I don't have enough. Surely this one who loves me and who is able will give me enough. Yet she has to give birth in an animal shed. This unsanitary environment where she doesn't have the resources to even, she, she doesn't even have a clean linen for this baby. So she's in this tension of God can do anything, yet this is not how I would choose it. And she learned that early. And you know what? I, I just have to wonder, like, I don't know how much of that she knew before having to give birth in a barn. You know what I mean? Like, she's going there, riding a donkey. At least she didn't have to walk, I guess. That's Lord's provision there. But like you think about it, like, so how many times are we going through challenges and it's like, God, if you're in it, why isn't it easy? If you're in it, why isn't there a flow? Why, why is it just one, one dead end after another, one barrier after another? Think about it. She's got, the dramas this girl would have had to face. Firstly, she's engaged and then she's pregnant before she's married. The fact that he doesn't know who it is and he didn't do it caused some issues there. And they're trying to, he's trying to offload her. And then fortunately for her, God spoke to him. But who knows how, what the friction would have been before that conversation. He was already trying to like get rid of her. Um, so you can imagine how that conversation would have gone. Joseph, I've got some news. You know how we've been faithful and waiting till we're married and honouring God? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm expecting. No, 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 it's not what you think. It's not what you think. No, it's God. An angel came and told me. <laughs> like that would, you know, she, she, if I'm her, I'm going to be like, God, why didn't you tell him before? Why do I have to have this conversation with him? 
Why do I have to go through the shame, through the embarrassment, through the, the arguing, through the, through the... Okay, then he gets it. I don't think angels went and told her parents. I don't think angels went and told her neighbours. I don't think angels went and told the person at the corner shop who's the news station. She, just, she would have had to just go through that. And, and then, whew, at least you get to, you know, it's going to be quiet when she gives birth because you've got no more friends. Get a bit of peace and quiet, but no. No, the, the government say, you all have to be at a particular place at this time. And this isn't no letter from the doctor business. Like, oh yeah, sorry Caesar, uh, due around that time. Love to get there, but I can't. Here's my plus one, Mary plus one. Joseph, can you drop that for me? And this is a totalitarian government who had no regard whatsoever for the nations of the, the people of the nations they were conquering. They, these, these Jews were nothing to the Romans. Their comfort meant nothing. It didn't matter that she was Jew. They were traveling. Fine, the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. I've seen him do amazing things. I've seen angels come and talk to me. I've watched angels miraculously repair my old aunt's womb. I've, watched, I've experienced the presence of God put life into me. God will provide. They go on this journey on a donkey. Get to the town... The Lord will provide. And then there's a shed. There's a shed. They get stuck in a shed. So she's learning about this tension between the capacity of God and experiencing the will of God. She's starting to experience and to discover that the capacity of God and His will don't always match up. Could God have put them in any room in the place? Yes. In her experience, she would know that if God wanted to, he could build them a place. He could send an angel to have a chat with someone because this is how God's been working for her and say, hey, I've got some people, come and hook them up. But, she, but that's not her experience. And she's got this, she's started to learn the tension between the capacity of God and the will of God. And then she has this kid called Jesus. She knows he's a special kid. She knows that, that, that he's got an amazing call on his life. And I reckon she started to teach him about the capacity of God and the will of God. Because she has this amazing experience where... The shepherds come in and they're telling her about these angels and the filled the sky. And she's like, yeah, cool. I, I, I get that. And then we, we see the wise men and we connect them with Christmas. But mo most theologians and historians say that that was actually about three years later, two or three years later that they came to visit Jesus. So I don't know, I don't know what that season was like for that couple. But then they came into a season of abundance, of financial abundance, where we can understand that these wise men, legend or probably not legend is not the right word, but tradition teaches us that they're actually kings. So we're, whichever way you chop it up, these were some very wealthy guys coming to give a gift to 
this one that the, st- the stars themselves proclaimed. When they came, they came with gold, frankincense and myrrh. Uh, a lot of people actually say and, 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 and understand those gifts to be enough to finance that family for an extended period. So I'm not sure what the season between the birth and the wise men was like for them financially. But then all of a sudden, bang, the provision of God, the capacity of God is unleashed in their lives. But then it's move out of your town and go to another country, go down to Egypt because they're out to kill you. But the capacity of God says, God can protect me. God can keep me safe. There's angels. We saw the the sky full of angels. Why am I worried about a king and soldiers? The capacity of God and the will of God because it was all written beforehand. This is all prophesied. This is the will of God. This is going to happen. The capacity of God and the will of God. And Jesus, I can imagine, would already have a sense of destiny, even as a very young child. I've got very young children and I've watched them know what's going on, being extremely in tune. And mum, if God's good, why are we on the run? If God keeps us safe, why are we afraid of them? I don't even understand the language of the people here. Why do we have to start again? And then they're moving and they're moving and there's the, the, but it's all prophesied. This is all, it's all happening according to the plan, according to the will of God. All things that the Messiah had to experience. The capacity said he didn't need to experience it, but the will said he did. And all of this time, I believe, maybe, I I have to believe that Mary was teaching his son. There's the capacity of God. He's able. But it's not always the way we think. See, because there came a day in her son's life. Mark puts it really well, but it's the night before Jesus is to be crucified. It's, he knew what was going on. He knew what was going on. He's had his final supper with his team. He's explained to them the best he's able to. And, I, and the limitation wasn't with him. The limitation was with their ability to understand and to receive. But he's done his best. He's taken them out and he's asked them to stand with him in prayer. And he goes off and, he's, and he prays like this. Mark 14 Mark says it so beautifully, and it confuses me as well why Mark goes into the most detail, because Mark is actually the most concise book. But in this case, he goes into the most detail of all of, of the Gospels. He says, going a little further, Father, I don't even know that's a word, Father, he fell to the ground and prayed that if it possible, the hour might pass from him. Abba. Abba is a name that Jesus introduced to us. God was not called Abba. In a, we, we weren't introduced to God as the, with the name Abba prior to Jesus. The word Father in Hebrew is the word Ab, A-B. Abba is Daddy. Uh, even today, little Jew kids call their dads Abba. That's Daddy. Daddy, Father. He said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but you, what you will. And then it says he, he actually went away and prayed that again. 
everything is possible for you. The capacity of God. Here's what I want. Here's my ideal situation. Here's how I would do it if I had the choice. Yet not what I will, but what you will. This guy at the, literally the crossroads of time. Many of us believe that this is where the victory was won. This prayer is where the battle was won. Where Jesus surrendered his will to the will of the Father. God, you can do anything. Your capacity is limitless. Limitless. I know that when that a sky full of angels prophesied my birth, came in and, and told shepherds, I know that my mum was supernaturally impregnated. I know that I've seen you work tremendously through my life. I've needed money and a fish gave it to me. I, I'd tell my mates, do this, and they'd feel boatload, boat sinking loads of fish. I've seen the dead raised whenever I say it. I've, I've seen uh, limbs grow back. I've seen the blind uh, see. I've, 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 I've watched the, the forces of Satan flee at my word. Because of your power, anything is possible for you. Now, this is not how I want it done. But not what I want, what you want. And this 17-year-old girl had started to learn a lesson. She started to learn a lesson that anything is possible. But it's not always the way I want it done, the way I think it should be done. And I believe she taught Jesus as a child, even if she didn't directly teach him with her words, by watching her lifestyle, he would have seen this. This woman who knew the capacity of God. This woman who experienced the capacity of God in a tangible, real way. Her life demonstrated a person who Submitted her will to the will of God, even though he was able to change things. I remember when, a couple of years ago, he wouldn't believe this, but I, I, I like things done certain ways and shocked you, I know. <laughs> and it, it, I get ideas locked in my head, want it to happen and do things and I'm very pragmatic it's actually, you, you study on the name Jacob, they say Jacob is a very pragmatic person. And some call it controlling. I don't like them calling it that, so that's not what it is. <laughs> but I like things done a certain way. I like to plan things. I like to, they, they, they say, I, I like to be efficient. I like to be able to find the easiest way to do something, the simplest way, the most practical way to do something, and do it that way. Remember when I started, when I first felt called to ministry, I was, I was in rehab. I was in Teen Challenge Drug Rehabilitation Center, and I felt called to preach the gospel to the nations. Awesome. Okay. Progress says Bible college, youth pastor, pastor, gospel to the nations. And then, I mean, yeah, well, a cute little plan. No, that's efficient. That's how you do it. But God's idea was... Mentor at rehab. Go work in a warehouse. Go work in a different one because you weren't doing that job good enough. 
pastor a church? Gospel to the nations. He doesn't. There's our will and there's God's will. The one who is able has a way. And, and I, I'm, I struggle with that. And I, and I used to struggle with it more than I do now. I, I think I'm getting pretty good with it. And what really helped me was I remember I was walking along one time. And, and I've shared this story before, I know. But it, I saw a hummingbird just sitting there about eye level, about arm's length away, just sitting there humming its little... For those that don't know, hummingbirds just sit stationary in the sky. Their wings flap so fast they appear still. And it was just right there and it's this super bright, colourful hummingbird. And I'm like, I've, now just disclaimer, I've mentioned rehab, I've done a lot of drugs. It's within the realms of possibility that I'm totally hallucinating. Flashback, and I'm, t- and I'm just looking at this bird, I'm thinking, I've never seen a hummingbird before. It's like literally I could touch it. Are you really there? I'm looking at it. It's definitely very, seems very real. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm sitting there looking at it and it's there and I'm like, okay. And then, and then it flies off. And I'm like, whoa. And I, cause I was out walking my dog and then, and then I felt God say, I want to bless you in colorful ways. And I'm like, so you think that'd be good, right? Yeah. God's going to bless me in colorful ways. Yeah. But I wasn't good with that. I was like, God, I don't want color. I want black and white boxes, square boxes, practical, doot, doot, doot. Because I knew what he meant. Colorful ways meant all over the shop, different things from different directions, out of my control, blessings coming from behind, doing things that I wouldn't choose to do the way I would choose to do them. And I really felt God saying, is that okay with you? I don't even know if he's saying, is that okay with you? Are you okay with that? And, it's, and it's, it's in the language of God because you look at this as we read Mary. It, it, we, we've got to get it. it this is like, <laughs> Mary was greatly troubled at his words, the angel. What kind of greeting this might be? But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. He didn't say, If it's cool with you and you agree, sign the contract, disclaimer, all the stuff, medical waiver, all of that. We'll do this. It, it doesn't say that. It says this. You will conceive. You have found favor. You will conceive and give birth to a son. There's an element here of divine authority saying this is what's happening. This is how it's happening. And I'm not saying that God would inflict a child on someone who would not be suitable or not be the right person not be but it, it wasn't asking her and as God said to me about the colorful ways I'm just like and, I, and it took me so long to actually say you know what God I just let go I let go and say I know you're able to do exactly what I want I know you can do that but I'm taking my hands off the control and I'm saying you do it your way I let you do it your way. And, and, and Mary modeled this. And Jesus had this as an example growing up. This, this, this woman who went through tremendous persecution on so many levels. Socially, I expect she was tortured. There were government contracts put out on her family. She had to flee 
flee the nation. It's not like just change neighborhoods or change schools. This is change countries. And, and, and this woman was living, constantly living in a tension that he is able, the capacity and the will of God. And Jesus learned that. So when it came to that day, he was able to say, I know you can do anything. For you, all things are possible. Here is what I want. Yet not what I want, but what you want. And I think that for us, we can look at this 17-year-old girl. and She's got something to teach us. She has something to teach us. And I think if it's good enough for Jesus to learn from, it's probably good enough for us, hey? Because we all come to that place where we know the capacity of God and then we're experiencing the will of God. And it's like, it's not how I would do it, God. And our, cho- our choice there, we can respond like the Jesus family, which I don't know what their surname was. The Christs. <laughs> Jesus Christ, right? His mum said, be it done to me according to your word. He said, not what I will, but what you will. And this is how God wants to interact with us. This is what God wants from us. There's this attitude of faith that you can do anything. Our prayer, He wants us to pray. Our, he, wants, he wants to engage with us. But then it needs to be a disclaimer. In our hearts, it needs to say, hey, but you're God. Let's pray, church. God, as we come into a season that Statistically is the most intense season, the highest pressure season for families, for marriages, for people with all sorts of different situations going on. It's amplified. We know the capacity of God. We believe what your word says, that you are able. Lord, we just give up the right to insist you do it our way. We release that. And as you pour out gifts to us this Christmas, Lord, we want to give you a gift. And that's our insistence that you do things our way. We want to make you God again. We want to make you Lord again. And just while we're in this attitude of prayer, including you guys that are joining us online or via the podcast, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life this is your chance so we're going to pray and I'm going to invite everyone to join me if you're praying this for the first time just pray it and mean it with all of your heart just repeat after me dear God I choose to follow you I lay down my right to insist you do things my way I choose to do things your way to allow you to do what you want to do in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that for the first time, we believe you got born again. New journey has started in your life. But for us as a church, I believe that it's almost like a reset, just a little bit of a wake-up call. There's the capacity of God and there's the will of God, and we don't have the right to insist We can ask. Jesus asked. God said no. He'll often say yes, but we've got to be all right when he says no and trust that he knows best. Amen.
Amen. Oh, thanks. Awesome.